Hi, everybody. Welcome to another segment of our Mental Health Moments. My name is Linda Gallick, and I'm the Health and Wellbeing Consultant here at Bell & Health. So excited for another impactful segment today. I want to once again um, welcome our behavioral health therapist, Charles Latour. Charles, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Linda? I'm doing great. Doing great. So before I introduce our very special guest, I just want to reflect back on our session from last time. So today's session is actually going to be part two and an expansion of something we talked about last month. Examine social media and the impact it can have on us, especially from a mental health perspective. And we really looked at it from a therapist's point of view, also a parent's point of view. But today our session give us another wonderful uh, perspective. So I would like all of us to welcome Kaylee Griff. Uh, Kaylee is actually um, a connection that we made through uh, Jody Anderson. She's a friend of hers. And Kaylee has a wonderful story to tell. She was actually um, Miss Door County Outstanding Teen in 2021. And uh, she used that platform to really make an impact. And now she's actually Miss um, West Dallas Outstanding Team continuing that message. So before we jump into that, Kaylee, welcome so much. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So Charles, uh, before we jump in with Kaylee and hearing her story, I just want to do a bit of a recap, kind of some major points of, of what we got from last time's session, just to remind everybody or if they weren't with us last time to kind of get everybody up to speed. Sure. Yeah. So the last time we met, we we did kind of like not necessarily a Cisco and Ebert type of review of the network Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma. More like an analytical look, is what what was the what was it about, and how what did we glean from it, particularly as it relates to things that we have been talking about. And it's a documentary on Netflix. It's been one of the most wildly successful. It's been like in their top 10 viewed for an extended period of time now. And we talked about how the platforms that they were discussing were impacting people on a number of different levels. Predominantly, we looked at the effect of mental health and the mental health components that we found most significantly impact there was dramatic increase in teenage elder elderly uh, older teenagers younger teenagers preteens in anxiety and depression as well as an alarming increase in suicide rate uh, so we took a mental health look that was one of the key things we looked at the other thing we talked about is this notion of intermittent positive reinforcement and how in the way they described it it's almost like turning us into lab rats but this whole notion that social media functions best by getting us to tune in more and creating more impact in the way that uh, we view and, and engage in social media habits specifically the more time that we are on it the more money they make and these companies have become the richest companies in the history of our planet. And going back to the mental health component and how adolescents, uh, as well as preteens, have been affected, is it's created this, it's 
dynamic in which teenagers live this curated life, curating this life where I post what I think is the best of me. And it might not even be how I'm really thinking and how I'm really doing, but this is what I am going to project out into the social media world. And as a result, it creates this binary life experience of which whatever I put out there is either gonna have two thumbs up or two thumbs down or a thumb up and a thumb down. And the, by people impacting my self-esteem who I maybe have never even met. And I wouldn't know them if I walked into them, but they're affecting who I am and what I'm about. And um, as a result, we have greater mental health impact and uh, we see it in alarming rates and it's consistent with when social media started and what the, the numbers have been statistically. So, and, and more than anything else, I'm gonna wrap up in a minute because I'm more curious to hear what Kaylee has to say about it. Uh, but kind of in wrapping this up, we looked at it from a pragmatic big picture standpoint in what's going on and what the effect is. We know that these platforms were created for the greater good and have benefited society in staggering ways. But lately we found it a growing concern and almost a disturbing trend towards some progression of things maybe not being as beneficial to society to the point where even many people at the companies they represented have walked away saying, we can't be part of this anymore, seeing how this is trending. And that's what led to that Netflix uh, documentary and that was the big picture. Today, we get to take it down to a more micro level and talk about Kaylee's experiences and the effect that uh, social media and so forth is at. So with that, I'll pause with my review, update as to where we can go today. Perfect, thank you so much for that, Charles. Appreciate that. So again, the, uh, the, the documentary that we were specifically talking about last time was The Social Dilemma, if you um, would like to look that up. It is on Netflix. So, Kaylee, let's turn to you. So you are a young, beautiful teenager, and uh, you've had some experiences that you want to share with us, and specifically we really want to hear how you have used your platform to make a difference, particularly um, for that teenage population, because we do know that that's a vulnerable population and, and of course, you know, struggling with changing and self-esteem and all those things. So we really want to hear your story. So again, thanks for being with us. Welcome, Kaylee. Well, thank you. So I'm just going to start by introducing myself. So like you mentioned, my name is Kaylee Grip. I'm a current senior at Southern Door High School and actually soon to be Badger at the University of Wisconsin-Madison studying business on the pre-law track. So I got a little bit of schooling ahead of me, but nevertheless, I'm very excited. So I have been a three-year varsity cross-country runner. So I love running, love staying in shape mentally, physically, um, I'm also a, the, the president of Forensics, which is a uh, speaking club for, I like to call it like a track and team, but for speaking. And I actually went to Madison last week to the state 
competition and I earned a gold medal there. So that was my second year in a row placing first at state. So that was really exciting. I'm also part of Big Brothers Big Sisters. I am on the school board as a student representative. So I voice the opinions of my classmates and my peers to the school board. I am part of Project 180, so that's a kindness club, and pretty much anything under the sun that you can think of, I've probably been involved in. I love getting involved, and I love being as active in my community as I can. So one of the things that you guys already touched upon, but something that's really near and dear to my heart is the Miss America organization. So the Miss America organization, if you've never heard of it, it's an organization where women can earn scholarships, grow their networks, learn life and career skills outside of just high school and make a difference in their community. Uh, one of the things that as you become a candidate in the Miss America organization, you have to pick a social impact initiative to teach to the community and something that you think is really important that our community is aware of. And I picked the social impact initiative, social impact initiative of Project Unstoppable, Achieving the Impossible Through Building Self-Confidence, which educates, advocates, and inspires our teens to build their self-esteem and to boost themselves, up, boost themselves up. Today, teens think that building self-esteem is nearly impossible because it's hard to live up to the expectations that social media portrays on us. Everything is not always butterflies and rainbows, as I like to say, but I am promoting that once we build that self-esteem um, and we overcome those barriers, we can be unstoppable. So with my social impact initiative, I've actually done quite a bit of work with it. And that started when I joined the Mistor County Scholarship Organization. So that's my local pageant in the area. For some reason, I decided that I wanted to kind of get out of my comfort zone and grow, grow a little bit of confidence because as a kid, I was really quiet and shy and reserved. I didn't really like to speak much. I, when I had a question to ask, I would actually whisper to my friend and I would have her ask it for me because, you know, if I answered it wrong, I didn't want to seem like I didn't know what I was talking about. I didn't want to get made fun of. So a little bit of some like bullying in there. And that's kind of how I picked my social impact initiative as well. So when I finally got the courage to join the Mistor County organization, I grew tremendously. I gained confidence. I gained self-esteem, gained speaking skills, leadership skills. I would never talk in front of a group if it wasn't for the Miss America organization. And by some way, grace of God or something, I ended up February 5th, February 8th, 2020, I walked away that night winning the title of Miss Fort County's Outstanding Teen. And usually you have the title for one year, but because of COVID and unprecedented times, I actually held the title for two years. So I was Miss Fort County's Outstanding Teen 2020 and 2021. And in that time, I was able to reach kids from first grade through fourth grade, teaching the impacts of having positive self-esteem. I was able to reach over 300 students in my, in my time within the organization. And one of the things that I really love to teach the kids is I like to explain self-esteem as kind of a balloon. And I'm actually gonna show you guys to make this a little bit more fun, but okay. So I like to think of self-esteem as this balloon. It starts out kind of deflated. And this is exactly how my self-esteem was when, before I, um, entered into high school and as you do things that um, help your self-esteem like getting out of your comfort zone trying new things your self-esteem slowly starts to inflate and pretty soon it turns into an inflated balloon so <laughs> kids always have fun with that because they get to see how it works um, in something such as a balloon and another thing that i was able to do was something called i am projects and those are where 
little kids made rainbows and on each color of the rainbow, they wrote something that made them special, something that made them unique. So some kids wrote that I am funny, I am good at sports, I'm good at drawing. And it, it was really cool to see these kids recognize what made them special and what made them unique, um, despite what other people may say about them. And um, after leaving one of my appearances before I gave up my Miss Door County title, I had a little girl, she came up to me and I'm like, what do you think self-esteem means to you? And she goes, I think it's being beautiful and being funny and being your own person. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's really good. Like that is what self-esteem is. And she goes, I have self-esteem because I'm all of those things and I'm good at drawing. And it was just little moments like that that made you think, wow, you know, it's really important that people get out into the elementary schools to talk about this because it's something that I feel like people are really uncomfortable to talk about because it has to do with mental health and just being that one positive light for that little girl. I mean, all of my goals were just completed at that moment. And I had so many teachers say, you know, thank you for being a role model and thank you for inspiring the children because, you know, not many people want to talk about that. So that was something um, really cool that I experienced. So, Fast forward a little bit and I gave up my Miss Door County title and I decided that, you know, I was kind of done with pageants. I didn't want to really do it anymore because I just got accepted into Madison and I thought it was, I need to take a little bit of a break. So I made the decision to not compete anymore. But about a couple days later, I decided, you know, I'm not ready to be done. I looked back on my pictures with all the kids that I had and I'm like, I'm not ready to stop making an impact. I'm not ready to stop sharing my voice and being a leader and a role model for the kids. So I decided to go out for another pageant. I went out for the Miss West Dallas pageant, which is a close, it's an open pageant to anyone in the state of Wisconsin. So it's actually in the Milwaukee area. And I had one week to prepare, one week to get everything ready. And I showed up to Milwaukee that night. I was competing against 13 girls. I'd never really met them before this. And somehow, some way, these five judges believed in me and thought that I could make an impact. And I walked away that night winning the title of Miss West Dallas's outstanding team. So I was a little surprised. I was a little shocked because the age limit for the teen division is 18 and I am right on that age line. So it was my last time to ever compete. So the giving me one more shot to have my chance was amazing. And in two months, I will compete for Miss Wisconsin's outstanding teen in Oshkosh. And hopefully I can take my social impact initiative statewide. And depending, how that, depending on how that goes, if I somehow, some way win that, then I go on to Miss America's outstanding teen. So taking it nationally. But stepping back a little bit to talk more about my social impact initiative, because that is why I'm here today. Um, that just kind of summarizes me in a, in a ball. But um, I thought it was really important for me to pick something that was really relevant in our society today, something that teens go through on, on a daily basis. We are constantly exposed to social media. I can't tell you the amount of times I'm in my study halls and I just see kids scrolling through social media. I'm like, we're doing this and we're not doing our homework. Like, come on guys, let's get this together. No. Um, and, you know, I've seen the negative effects that it's had with kids in my age, in my age range, and just seeing them taking a hit on their mental health. And especially when COVID hit, you know, we had to kind of take a step back and realize that social media isn't everything it's portrayed to be because we're being constantly exposed to these perfect realities and these Photoshop bodies and filtered experiences. And that's something I did when I won my title. I posted the raw natural pictures because I don't want people to think that life is always perfect because it's not. And one of the examples that I like to use of this is um, Chesley Christmas USA 2019. I'm not sure if any of you heard of her. Um, 
she recently passed away a couple of months ago. Um, she took her own life. And it's really sad to say because she was very successful. She was an attorney. She was Miss USA 2019. And the first, my first reaction when she passed away, when we heard about that was to go look at her social media. I went and looked at her social media and all you saw was these happy images showing all of her successes, all of the things she's accomplished. And it kind of puts you into this mindset like, wow, we don't know what everyone is facing internally. All we see is what social media portrays. We don't see what's going on inside of people. And that really kind of hit me. And after that, I was kind of like, you know, I need to I need to get into schools more. I need to start talking to the elementary kids because that is where self-esteem starts. And from my own personal experience, I, I wish I would have had someone to kind of guide me, um, a role model to guide me when I was in those ages because I... I don't know. I, like I said, I was very reserved. I didn't like to talk and in the fear of being made fun of. So having that support and that role model is something that I think is really important and something, something everyone needs. Um, so another thing that I wanted to touch on is that we all face pressures that we don't like to talk about as teens. Some of these being fitting in at school, um, getting good grades, working a job, preparing for college, doing good in sports and extracurriculars. And I think these pressures all play a really big role on how we develop self-esteem, how we go about our daily lives if we don't have that support behind us. And that kind of leads into how do we know when to take a break? How do we know when to step back from social media? Because the darkness of social media is all around us. So how do we know when to take a step back? How do we know when to take a break from that? And personally, I take a break from social media every day. Um, like I mentioned, I was in cross country, so I am big into working out. I like to consider myself a fitness fanatic. And if I'm not spending time with my family and friends, I am in the gym trying to lift a new PR or um, so that's something I do every day for myself to take a break. I do something that I enjoy, something that I love. And it is my favorite part of my day is taking that two hour break from social media to focus on myself. Um, so I know it also comes a time when I'm starting to become attached to my phone. I know I need to start taking a break when that's all I'm looking at is my phone. And all I'm doing during my classes is scrolling through social media endlessly, constantly needing to know what's up. I call, like to call that the fear of missing out. I used to have that, you know, I don't want to miss out on anything. So I'm going to keep looking at social media, keep scrolling. So I know what's happening, but it's really, really bad mentality to have. So just taking a break from that as well. And you kind of know you need to take a break when you have no energy, when you're at a lack of energy, when you're at a lack of motivation, when I stop loving something that I'm doing every day, I, I know I need to take a break and really start to focus on myself a little bit, a little bit more. And so with that, my outcomes of self-esteem, working on my own self-esteem is I was announced salutatorian of my class a couple of weeks ago and just all of these things that I worked really hard towards because I worked on my self-esteem. I was able to achieve salutatorian. I was able to achieve leadership roles such as president of forensics. I'm my class president, the vice president of National Honor Society, um, captain of the cross country team and all of these things. It's just when you work on your self-esteem, you're working on yourself. You're working on preparing yourself for your future. And so that's one of the things coming back to my social impact initiative project unstoppable achieving the impossible. I really decided that it needed to be spread not just in the Door County area, not just in the Milwaukee area, but all over. So I actually created my own website. Um, it's called Project Unstoppable Achieving the Impossible. And I have on there, I have an education curriculum that I have been using when I go to classrooms to teach kids about self-esteem, you know, to take a step back, to get out of your comfort zone, to stop telling yourself you're not good enough and replacing those negative language with 
I am good enough. And just doing all these little things that are going to eventually help your self-esteem. And on there, I have what I've been doing with my social impact initiative. I have a new, a new project that I'm working on. It's called Mirror Messages. One of the things that I used to do to help boost my self-esteem was to write myself affirmations on the mirror and look at them. So when you're looking in the mirror, all you see back are these nice things you wrote about yourself. So in my high school, I am working on that project right now. I have about over 300 um, affirmations that I'm going to be putting on the mirrors in all of the bathrooms at the high school within the next couple of weeks. So I'm really excited for that. I hope that makes a little bit of a difference in someone's lives, cheer someone's up. Um, it's a positive light of hope for anybody. And then the other thing that I've been working on recently is it's called Project Joy Jar. So it's where we write nice things about teachers, students, and we put them in a jar and that all those notes get delivered to the students at the end of the year. And um, when I came up with that idea, when I started promoting that idea, I had kids say like, oh, this is cool. And, you know, we, we've went through over 500 notes already. And it's, it's really cool to just be able to spread kindness and keep building each other up rather than pushing each other down. Because I think that's something that our generation is accustomed to is pushing each other down and looking at only our social media and, you know, trying to be perfect, trying to fit into society. And we really need to just take that step back and work on ourselves, keep lift, lifting each other up. And that's something that the Miss America organization does really well. It empowers women for the world and the world for great women. And yeah, that's kind of, kind of what I have for you guys. So many great things there, Kaylee. I just, wow, you're so, you're so successful in so many ways and I can just see what a beautiful, bright future you're, you're going to have ahead of you. So thank you for sharing all of that. So much to dissect there. Um, I think what you're doing is just so impactful in so many different ways and I want to get back to Charles on his feedback. But all these things that you're doing to the idea of self-esteem and the idea of your your social media only shows that perfect side. And even as adults, I think we all we all need to hear that. But Charles, I want to move into, you know, Kaylee's been doing this with those those elementary age children. And why is that really impactful to really be speaking to, to children in, in that age group? Yeah, that's a great question. And and it there's a couple of really main reasons uh, key to this is the, the sooner we start with anything that helps build favorable, positive self-esteem, the, the better we are. Um, if anybody on this call is familiar with a writer, her name is Carol Gilligan. She uh, was a longtime professor at Harvard. She had some unbelievable research and statistics and wrote a voice called wrote a book called in a woman's voice and what she had found was that and, and it isn't just hers is this we know this uh this is known to us in the science world females in every measurable walk of life up until about the age 13 function meet milestones everything at a higher and more successful rate than males do. And something magical happens in and around the age of 13 where boys start to pass out girls in all of those uh, markers. And the theory for the longest time trying to figure it out was why? Why, why are females so much more 
advanced, successful and everything. And part of the concern was in the theory was once they hit 13 and 14, all of these social elements now start to become more pronounced. Up until then, it's how am I doing? What am I doing? I'm more carefree, I'm more relaxed. I'm competitive more with myself than with other people. But once the social part of what do I look like and am I enough, once those things start to hit, boys start to pass them out. And there, so that's one piece to it. And I'm gonna blend in another one, which is we have recently found, and I may have alluded to this briefly in our last meeting, but there's something phenomenal happening in developmental worlds, which is what used to be 13 or 14 is now 10, 11, and 12. We are hitting adolescence before we even think of the term adolescence. We think of adolescence as when we could put a teen at the end of the number, but that's no longer the case. It's developmentally, biologically developmentally, teenage years and the dynamics occurring with it are hitting even younger. There's one other thing, which is social media and exposure is so much younger. Uh, I know that there was a time where kids couldn't even get a phone until they were 15 or 16. And now it seems like even 10, 11 and 12 year olds can't do without a phone. So as a result, we're risking exposure. So what does all of that mean? It brings us to the question of, as Kaylee's uh, nicely pointing out, and as you raised the question, we have to equip the earlier, the better people with the ability to be able to deal with the onslaught of things that socially come at them, the wrenches thrown into their developmental life where it's just, I'm just trying to be me. And right now I think I'm enough. But the minute I start hearing all of these other comparisons of other curated lives, the keeping up with the Kardashians and what everybody else has, all of a sudden I start to wonder, am I enough? And that carries with us, that stays with us through our teenage years, through our 20s, through our 30s. I have 50, 60 year olds telling me, I've always wondered if I'm enough. I never really learned even if I was. And so the earlier we can reach people to help them understand you are enough and you will be enough, keep growing, keep developing, keep being the gift that you are, which is you. And the better that we can help people get that, understand it, internalize it, so that we, even as they do deal with things these later on, they're equipped rather than ill-equipped to deal with all that they're gonna receive. So all of those reasons, that is why your question is so important. And Kaylee, what you're doing is so important. So there you have it. I think that's really important to note that um, the earlier the better, because when you're looking at something like self-esteem, if someone has gone that many years without having good self-esteem, think of, think of how, what that's gonna take to develop versus if we're planting those seeds early, and we're, it's really that uphill battle with social media in our world, isn't it, Charles? Because it's like Keely was sharing how the Miss America pages, everything was perfect. And I think a lot of us are guilty of that. Everything we put out on social media, it's just the good stuff. It's just the best days. It's just 
when my hair looks a certain way or when I'm on a certain vacation. So what do we what do we kind of need to be aware of in that in that way, Charles, to not fall, you know, fall prey to, to really getting into that? Well, I think one of them is some of what we're talking about, that it is just that curated. It isn't necessarily real. People aren't going to show some of their worst moments. They're going to show their best. So it is the curated aspect of it. The second one is not to fall prey to the binary likes. Um, these are people who don't know you. These are people, Kaylee, I think, said it really nicely earlier. They don't really know you. They know they're, they're judging the curated life, but they don't know you. They don't know what your personality is, what's inside you. And that's really who we are. Our greatest gift isn't what we show, it's who we are. And when people don't really know that, what we have to be able to um, to be able to reject those or not even go for it that much. Focus on your enough. Uh, I call it like unmuting this this the muting that we have created around mental health. Knowing that who you are is really who you are, rather than what people are telling you you are or who you are. So the earlier this developed mental self is identified, clinically we call it self-concept, the stronger we are to be able to deal with what comes our way. So uh, there was one other thing that I wanna say about it, and that is that we almost, the earlier we could understand our internal chatter and use it as our friend rather than our foe uh, to be able to help navigate all of the things that come our way we have to become our own best friends rather than our own worst critics as well. So the earlier we learn that, the better off we are. Well, and I love what Kaylee is doing where she's having those kids do those I am projects and really say, what am I good at? What am I talented at? That's just absolutely beautiful because uh, we need more of that for sure. Kaylee, you know, one of the things that we wanted to ask you is I think you know, sometimes we as adults and parents, we really, we want to help support our kids, but we, we don't know how. We don't, we're, we're, we don't want to snoop on their phone and see if somebody's bullying them or, or anything like that. We want to give them their privacy, yet we want to help support them, and we want to know if something big is going on. Do you have any words of advice uh, for, for us adults on, on what we can do to, to support a, a teenager in our lives? Absolutely. That's a great question. So as you know, as a teenager, we like to be independent. We like to do our own thing. You know, we don't really like that outside pressure kind of coming in on us, but it's also always not the best thing to be independent on our own when we're growing up, when we're young and we need that support. So one of the things that I have to say really helped me, my mom used to really encourage me to get outside of my comfort zone. And as you saw, that little one simple thing helped me grow so much, so much. And I think as parents, it's really important to make sure your kids are getting outside of your, their comfort zones, make sure they're challenging themselves because when they watch themselves do something that they didn't think they could do, this, the achievement they feel and the success they feel is gonna help them so much. Another thing is to help us set goals. I use goals a lot um, in my schoolwork and that's one of the reasons I think I got accepted into Madison because I set myself goals. My One of my goals was to be salutatorian and I achieved that goal. I had a goal to you know get a 4.0 GPA and it's just all of those things helped me become who I am and what we can do to just be successful. 
Another thing is just the emotional support is also really important, you know, encourage us to talk to you. I know we don't always like to talk to you guys, but being kind of like that safe place and making us feel like we can talk to you and you're going to help us and give us those positive affirmations and tell us we're doing a good job. You're proud of us. And um, just teaching us also to be resilient, I think is really important. Resiliency is one of the things that I used to struggle with, but you know, my, my parents have been an awesome support system for me in that. And just teaching me how to overcome situations when things are hard. When I first joined the Miss America organization, one of the things that was so hard for me was having the courage to even get out there and do it. And, you know, my parents were that awesome support system and were like, you're never going to learn. You're gonna, always going to wish you would have done it and thankful every day that I did it. So just coping with change, you know, managing stress and just learning from setbacks is one of the things that has really helped me. And I think the last one that I kind of want to touch upon is don't only don't only notice, you know, the problems we face and don't always give us critiques all of the time, you know, still be like, hey, you're doing a good job. Um, proud of you. I mean, it's we need the critiques. We need to learn from our parents, but also just telling us, like, you're doing a good job, things like that. Awesome. And Charles, I know that you work with a lot of teenagers, too. So what what have you found that that also works for us to help help support those teenagers in our lives? Well, I, I'm going to dovetail with some of what Kaylee just said is I think for parents is um, there's one of my favorite authors. Um, her name is Shafali. She she and her family every night they sit at at the dinner table which is one thing in its own right uh, to facilitate conversation but they do this thing where they ask their children uh, to talk about something they struggled with today something that didn't go particularly well something that they even took a risk in doing so it's it's helping kids get this idea that Wow, you know, it isn't about perfection. Growing is about stretching. Growing is about getting out of comfort. Getting comfortable being uncomfortable is part of what growth is about. And not trying to control everything in your life, but controlling what you can and letting go of that which you can't. I mean, those things are so key. So when we're fostering a mindset of growth and discomfort, being okay rather than who you are right now is who you will be and we're fixed there and just stay really good at that, that's actually a fixed mindset. So the best things parents can do is make, make it about your effort, how hard you're trying rather than how perfect you are. Because none of us are perfect and when we create that mindset that we have to be rather than we're okay with our imperfections, as I always like to say, we're all supermodels on the inside, right? Uh, we are who we are internally, but at the end of the day, the growth, getting better, means that we're trying something different and we might not be perfect at it right away, but we're trying, we're growing, we're stretching, and parents who can do that in a supportive way rather than a critical way are, I think, the ones who do the best in helping their kids continue to see that growing and developing is the best thing that they can be doing for themselves. And in many ways, that's what life is all about. Who you are today is not who you're gonna be 10 weeks, 10 months, or even 10 years from now. 
as we all continue to grow. So true. I think all of us can relate to that. Even if we just think of ourselves five years ago, we, we probably all can reflect on ways that we've that we've grown even more recently. So I would invite you to uh, send in any chats, any questions that you might have for Kaylee or for Charles right now. They would love to hear what you would like to learn about. Um, as you do that, I just want to go ahead and start to wrap us up, but we certainly want to take your questions if you have them. But uh, final thoughts today as far as social media, self-esteem, keep, keeping supporting each other. Uh, Charles, what, what else would you like to share with us today? A couple things. First, before I do my wrap up, uh, I want to first thank you, Kaylee, for I always try to look at these programs as a, a shot of mental oxygen for people and a beaming ray of sunshine in people's lives. And hopefully that they can go out and be that for other people, too, that we're all offering a beaming ray of sunshine to everybody else. And if anything, you were that uh, a beaming ray of sunshine a major shot of mental oxygen for everybody. So I'm so happy that you joined us today, shared your journey to where you've come from and are now, and how you're helping so many people along the way. The ability to reach out and connect and help others makes it so much not about you, but about everybody else. You're helping make the world a better place, one connection at a time, so thank you for that. Uh, coming back to where we started a little bit uh, with social media, I was talking with somebody yesterday who, if they want to uh, identify themselves, can, but they had given up social media for Lent, had stuck with it, and was doing great, and was noticing the effect of it, which I thought was great, too. And just kind of in wrapping up all the way around, I was saying before, as we continue to unmute mental health and what it means. I think even where we tie it back to where we started with social media is um, that we are in a place that it led to this point where the people in the video were asked uh, where we are and they talked about how difficult it is. And they made this comment, which is, we are getting to the point that we have to start healing ourselves Otherwise, it's checkmate on humanity. And Tristan Harris was asked, Are, can, we, can we fix this? And his comment that ended the, the, the documentary was, we have to. And what I'm so happy about is that we can all be part of this. And Kaylee, what you created today was an entryway and a platform to continue to combat the difficulties that social media creates and how we can one person at a time continue to overcome some of what's happened. And I can't thank you enough for helping out today and all that you shared, your amazing story. So thank you again. Thank you, that means a lot. <laughs> Kaylee, there is a question here from your friend Jody, and I think this is a great one. And I think this is something um, that will be great for our audience to hear. So Kaylee, if you could tell your 10-year-old self one thing, what would you tell her? What piece of advice would you give? I actually love this question. I got asked it in one of my Door County interviews when I was interviewing for the job of Miss Door County's Outstanding Teen. And 
I looked the judge in the eye and I'm like, I would tell myself to not be afraid to be myself because I used to get so wrapped up in what I was seeing around me and I was trying to conform into everyone else's ideas of what I should be. And when I finally took a step back and realized what I was capable of and what potentials I could reach, I found someone who, you know, embodies um, standing up for herself, speaking up for herself. That's how I got into law was through the Miss America organization. I found someone who loves to be a voice for others and just to be myself because yourself is going to get you the furthest in life. And as I was giving up my Miss Door County a couple months ago on the stage, I was reflecting to everyone in the audience on my two years. And I looked out into the audience and I, I saw my little sister and I put myself in her shoes and to just know that I can be a role model for her and to realize that that was me at one point. So it's one thing I like to do is, you know, tell my sister too, like, hey, be yourself because that is going to get you so far in life. I love that, Kaylee, and I think that's words of wisdom we can all take. Don't be afraid to be yourself. That is that is huge. We're all unique individuals, and that's great words of wisdom no matter what age. So you are such a beautiful, special young lady, Kaylee. We are, we are so blessed to have you with us today. We wish you all the best in the future. Can't wait to hear how you do at UW-Madison and hear about all the great things that you're doing. So thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So thanks to our audience for joining us for another segment of Mental Health Moments. We look forward to seeing you again next month. Have a great day, everyone.